Merry New Year! <laughs> Ever get the feeling you've been cheap? <laughs> Welcome to Pod Culture Vultures. Hate you, motherfuckers. With me, Dean, and joining me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Kevarini Beanie Weenie. How's it hanging, me old sausage? Howdy doodly doo da. Ooh. Howdy doodly doo. Stocking is hanging very nicely, my friend. <laughs> nice big full stocking. It is, yeah. yeah full Stock of, to the gills. Yeah, full of sausage meat. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of mince. <laughs> Ooh, a mince. couple of chocolate balls in there as well. <coughs> Lovely. So, this is our um, kind of New Year's pod, if you like. Pod. Pod. Um, but in actual fact, in reality, we're uh, recording just before Christmas. I think I've got ketchup on my train now. You haven't even had ketchup. That's the weird thing. So that's been on there for some time. Yeah, it's kind of got orange. <laughs> I only just noticed that. Ketchupy chips. But, uh, probably was a bit the old ketchup. Habib. Jackson Pollock. <coughs> I did that to the toilet, Jackson Pollock. Ooh. Hello? <laughs> yeah, explosion. Bit of fucking Play-Doh Fun Factory out there. <laughs> so what have you been up to then? Anything to report? Uh, well, gearing up for Christmas, isn't it? Um, well, it was actually because now like, we're doing this before, aren't we? So yeah. we forget the time. So um, uh, I suppose I could say now I've had a ruddy, bloody good Christmas, um, <laughs> yeah, well, but I haven't because we haven't actually got there yet. No. So this is like some sort of yeah Christopher Nolan kind of thing oh, going on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. time bending. Well, this well. isn't going to be a fucking no. four-hour podcast. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, yeah, just <coughs> gearing up for Christmas and the New Year, isn't it? It's, um, well, we've been uh, we've been hammering in some of the old Christmas movies, haven't we? Um, Classics. I mean, I've done uh, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. We've both done uh, Trading Places, Home Alone, Home Alone Two. Do you know what? I haven't um, I haven't really done as many Christmas movies as I normally do. I know, like mm. last year, because we did the Twelve Days of Pod, didn't we? Twelve <laughs> uh, Days of Podmas. Podmas, yeah, and we did that on top of and they were all Speed Force episodes weren't yeah. they and we did that on top of full length ones so usually I've got basically like a list of films that I always get through um, yeah. I haven't even watched Die Hard oh we've got to watch Die no, Hard no I know I know but I haven't even got around to that I've got it? a t-shirt that says it's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber 4 from the Nakatomi Plaza <laughs> in slow motion <laughs> yeah. did you know that they actually dropped him 30 foot on that one didn't they yeah, he, he didn't know he didn't know the face <coughs> just he wanted to get that facial expression off of him didn't he that he, he did, sort yeah. of shit himself because he thought oh, I should be on I should be on a nice soft mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've, I've watched. I've watched a few. Um, watched it's a wonderful life. Um, oh, classic! Class, just a wonderful film. It's yeah, a wonderful life. Was, was a wonderful oh, film. Yeah. That was my granddad's favourite film. What favourite film? Full stop. Or yeah. was it? Well, that and where <laughs> where Eagles Dare were his favourite films. Oh, that's a great <laughs> film as well. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. So it's been yeah, it's been plenty, plenty to watch at Christmas. Yeah. There always is, but um, yeah, I haven't watched as, as much because I've watched some good no. ones. Well, I think they've just voted the fact that Home Alone is has been voted the number one Christmas film. Oh, has it? Because people have said it's the one that they watch over and over again. Yeah, but um, I haven't watched Alf this year yet, so I need to watch that know. with the nipper. Well, Home Alone one thing's it's, it's it's quite weird, isn't it? You think like we grew up watching it? I remember going 
I think I went to the cinema to even watch that movie. It's yeah. so like a kid who's like my age. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and you sort of you've grown up with it, and now it's got to that point where it's a thirty-year-old film where the younger generation are, are embracing this as their number one Christmas film. But to them, it's uh, like an old movie. <laughs> yeah, very old. Yeah. But it's brilliant, though. Anyway, absolutely brilliant. But yeah, this. But that was Christmas, and now we're doing New Year's. Well, but I was just going to say though, I am because I'm always on the lookout for some new Christmassy type films, and I was looking for a sort of horror. Type film because I've that. Uh, what's this film called? Christmas Bloody Christmas. <laughs> anyway, does what it says on the tin. It does. I think it was a. Um, I think it was a Shudder film. Oh, you love that channel, don't you? Well, they're, just, they're doing some really good yeah. sort of cheddar shit that I like. Cheddar. But it, basically, it was about a mechanical Santa Claus that goes haywire. Yeah. And then goes around sort of killing people, right? <laughs> but it was a life size. Mechanical Santa, but obviously it was human with a person playing it, right? Was it made by Cyberdyne Systems then? I was just about to say, though, like, the whole film was a cross between Silent Night, Deadly Night, and The Terminator <laughs> to the point where at the end, the female main character, um, I can't remember what they call him again, but the one, the survivor, is that <coughs> she's destroyed it about 50 times and it still keeps coming, coming back. back. He keeps coming back, but um, yeah, it was quite it was quite interesting. Obviously, you've got the obligatory um, couple doing a bit of naughtiness in the shop where it is. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Pants around the ankles job, and then wallop <laughs> axe around the back of the nuts. Oh right, off, off comes the head. <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, blow some geezer's head off, and uh, she gets arrested. You know what I mean? For what a Christmas film. She gets arrested because I think it's there, but obviously they don't believe it's some sort of maniac robot. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. Why would you? But. Um, yeah, it was quite it's my, my type of type of thing. Uh, Step aside, Home Alone. It's not as good as Home Alone, but fucking hell no. <laughs> but it was kind of it was kind of set set now, but kind of had that sort of old school atmosphere. So the, the female character owned a record shop yeah. and was really into lots of different bands and stuff. And her and the guy that works for her were sort of drinking in this bar after work. And it was supposed to be New Year's Eve and. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. You know, pretty really cool, there. yeah. yeah. Mm. But, uh, nice. nice. Shabadi boo boo. <laughs> Relax, <laughs> pay your English. <coughs> the other thing I've been to the Christmas, um, the Christmas TV stuff, I've been watching, and uh, I've watched the porridge. Oh yeah, special, yeah, yeah. Which I think is funny is the, uh, the one when they do the illegal hooch, <laughs> and they're testing it in the gents. I can't remember. At the beginning. But then they it's end up going back down to the governor's office and uh, the guy in there hijacks and takes some hostage with a gun he's made. Oh, I remember <laughs> that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other one that I think is hilarious, I still have to watch every year, is uh, the Father Ted Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Christmassy Ted. <laughs> is it where she falls out the window? Whilst... She falls out the window in every episode. Yeah, but when she's trying to put like a ball ball up or yeah. something, she's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> but it's the one when he wins the Golden Cleric. Award <laughs> for getting all of the, the priests out of a lingerie section that's there in the oh. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant because aren't they on the, the comms, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. There's seven priests in a lingerie section. This is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then the guy comes to stay with him who's trying to steal it. Todd Unctious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because he's just walking around with just his wife fronts on. Hey there, Ted. He's <laughs> <laughs> looking all nervous. I'll have to dig them out. But the, um, when he says the story about um, how he learnt that Ted has won the Golden Cleric Award, it's the 
uh, Derek's dad from Derek, who's telling him the story. Oh, right. And he's standing okay. at the bar and he kind of flicks his packet of face. <laughs> goes by the name of Ted Crilly. Bring hairy ass! <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that I've just I watched the trailer for the other day is uh, a film called Mad Heidi. No. Um, and uh, it's it's basically it's on a website where you pay to stream the film. So I don't know if it's a new angle thing, but it's very much like the old Grindhouse type mm. films. So it could, you could even say that it, it looks very sort of Tarantino, Rob Zombie esque type yeah. of thing. But um, it's about this. <laughs> It's set in Switzerland um, amongst all these cheesemakers, <laughs> but there's some sort of weird... They're not Nazis, but it's that equivalent of. Yeah. And uh, she uh, has her boyfriend killed in front of her, and then all these weird Swiss Nazi-type people are <laughs> pouring hot cheese on people <laughs> to inform them <laughs> of that. And then she sort of like goes away and learns all these things and comes back and starts... What, in martial arts? Sort of, yeah, yeah, and then she comes back with like an accident. You see her sort of swing it round and lob someone... <laughs> Right down the middle and split open. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks amazing. <laughs> now, what shall we talk about? 200 cigarettes! Uh, 1999? 99, yeah. I can't believe it was as old as that. I thought it was old, but. Um, that's the thing with time, it's just moving on so quickly now. Yeah. And I think, I haven't watched it in a while, but I do really like it. And then you couldn't remember seeing it. No. But then I think, I can swear we used to quote stuff from it. Yeah, there was a few bits in it, and I thought, I'm sure I have seen this. I always remember the front cover. Mm. Um, but it's just got, it's one of those films, isn't it? It's got such the ensemble cast, the amount of... Like, but it's also one that slipped under the carpet, under the radar, as you said. It's uh, yeah. not that well known, but a really, I think it's quite a nice comedy and it's set in 1981, mm -hmm. and it's based around an evening, a uh, New Year's Eve of these people going to a party. And it kind of reminded me of Love Actually, with yeah. regards to the stories, but better. But you prefer it. I prefer you? it, because yeah. obviously... Well, I suppose it depends on whether it was a, a studio distribution fuck-up, or it was... Um, yeah. It might have come out at the same time as 1999. So 1999, you had... The Matrix came out that year, but that's probably the summer. You had Star Wars: Phantom Menace. Yeah, that probably came. That prob that would have come out in December, because they were releasing them on Christmas, weren't they? I'm sure they those Star the Star Wars <coughs> were coming out in December. So Ooh. it could be that you had a massive franchise movie like Star Wars coming out, yeah. and this was just absolutely overshadowed by it. Well, it's Paramount, so I don't I don't know, possibly, but because uh... I can imagine it was it probably would have been a film at would have been at cinema. But then also, we say the people that are in it, so you've got Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, Dave Chappelle, um, the, uh, what's Linda from uh, Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. Um, Jay Moha, Moha, Moore. Yeah. Courtney Love, Kate Hudson, Martha Plimpton, Christina Ritchie, and Paul Rudd. And I think probably at that time, these actors hadn't broke as big as what they would be now. So if this came out now with all those people in it... Yeah, because, I mean... There'd be more of a selling point. Well, yeah, I mean, first off, you've got Ben Affleck would go on to be Batman, and then you've got... Um, <coughs> what's his name? Um, um, Paul, Paul Rudd went on to be Ant-Man. Yeah. Christine, Christine Ricky has already had fame with Tim Burton, but then 
would come back later on with other films. Kate Hudson's always been relevant. Uh, Casey Affleck is, you know, award-winning actor now yeah. these days. Dave Chappelle's just grown and grown and grown in terms of his comedy, isn't he? Well, he seems he's the he's the goat as far as stand-up mm. goes now, I think. But then you know, there's like plenty of other like little cameos like uh, Elvis, Elvis Costello, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's got quite the arsenal of of like young actors in mm. there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, we'll have to do a little bit of digging, but I reckon it was completely overshadowed by probably like a yeah. massive franchise film. Because again, like, like, we most probably did, well, you say you saw it when we were younger, and we most probably did both see it. Um, yeah. But it's just seeing these actors at that time, we most certainly would have, that would have caught our attention. Yeah. And I think it would have caught a lot of people's <coughs> attention, so I'm not sure why it didn't do as well. I just don't know, because it didn't seem to come out in England. To say When I first, I knew about it, because I was in... America in New York, and it was a trailer at before the Water Boy was on. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. To see a Sandler movie, Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Yeah. But um, yeah. So two hundred cigarettes. It's it's quite. Good. I like it because it's kind of like it starts off with all these people that you think could be end up being couples, but then it's completely sort of the polar opposite at the end of it of who these people have got with. Yeah. Main one being. Skip to the end as I always do. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Stop here. <laughs> the main one being Casey Affleck and Kate Hudson. Yeah. Who in the film you think there's no way those two would be put together, but then at the end of the film and you know what they're both their personalities are like regardless of what they're wearing. Yeah. They're they're together, which I think is lovely. Yeah, it's it's a very yeah it's a very nice film. Um, Kate Hudson's really funny in it. Actually, she's much like her mum. I think. Yeah, she is very much playing a Goldie Horn kind of character. Isn't yeah, she? she's kind of a bit ditzy, a bit of a klutz. She's falling over. Constantly falling over, knocking things yeah. down. And <coughs> she's just a big pile of dog shit on her back. <laughs> which, which for me is like, it's kind of like, for me, that is like in Die Hard. When you watch it, I always think, just put your shoes on. He's not going to, yeah. but you just think, oh, God, if he just puts his shoes on, then he won't have to run around barefoot. Well, then I suppose the closest he gets is he does find a pair of shoes on because he kills that one guy. But yeah, like, but smaller than his sister. Smaller than his sister, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. But no, she's got dog shit on her back, and I just think, you need to take that coat off and throw it away. <laughs> yeah, she's aware of it. She slipped over in yeah. dog shit, and she gets into a taxi <coughs> at one point. Yeah, so that's going to be all smeared. Yeah. But it's not until, like, again, skip to the end, like, you smell dog shit. <laughs> Surely she can smell dog shit unless she has a lot of perfume on. Yeah. Um, but you've just got lots of intertwining stories, haven't you? But it's all heading towards this this party that Martha Plimpton's putting on. Yeah. But you don't know at that point who her cousin is who's supposed to be coming. And then yeah. you, all the pieces start to come together <laughs> as the film progresses, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But that's what they're all aiming to do, isn't it? They go to this one party. Yeah, and obviously Martha Plimpton's panicking because no one's turned up. But obviously they're all going through around bars and having pre-party drinks. And dealing with their own sort yeah. of... Issues and stuff. And you've got Ben Affleck who's playing, and he's trying to be cool, but he's an absolute ponce, isn't he? Isn't it? He's a bartender, and he's trying to be all. It's actually Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise from Cocktail. Yeah, he keeps yeah. dropping it every time he's yeah. got a glass. He yeah. drops it, doesn't he? Yeah, and then he keeps ending up trying to cop off with women, but they just stand him up. standing him up. Yeah. Goes to the toilet, comes back, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> and he does those really cheesy lines, doesn't he? I mean, those outfits really feature you guys well. They're really sexy. My clothes and those clothes would look good on my floor. Seriously. By the way, how do you like your eggs in the morning? Scrambled or fertilized? No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Are you a law student? Huh? Were these <laughs> Not two, creative. No, these two women are only interested in uh, creatives, aren't they? And that's it. Yeah, they ditch them. Yeah. Artiste. And then I suppose one of the main couples in it is the, the Paul Rudd and Courtney Love 
characters who are friends yeah. who are going to this party. Paul Rudd's just split up with um, his missus, played by Janine Garofalo. 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 Mm -hmm. She's been in quite a few things. But also, she's also an artist, and there's loads of posters of her, like, chainsawing... Was it Mad Woman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's chainsawing the sort of... Da the, uh, David's knob off, you know, off yeah, the <laughs> And he keeps looking at it. There she is, mad woman. <laughs> Kicking her post. <clears throat> but then, obviously, where they are friends, it turns out, obviously, she's got feelings for him, blah, blah, blah. But I do think he's one of the best characters in it. Mm. Um, he's got some amazing sideburns. Great sideburns. They're like uh, Ricky's from uh, Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's a really really good character. He's funny. It's funny when he, he she tells him that his ex missus has already been cheating on him while they were together and they were sitting in that coffee shop and he starts <laughs> going all really weird like he can't bear being his own skin. Oh, he sits down next to that guy. He sits next to the old bald fellow. He <laughs> just puts his hand on his head, his bald head, <laughs> <laughs> until he turns around and gives him a hug. <sighs> and. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good little lines that he has. I mean, even at the beginning when he just walks into the bar, he just starts on people. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does. He does. some geezer pushes him. <laughs> He's got a real attitude problem, isn't he? Yeah. With bartender. <laughs> and um, he's a good character. My favourite character in it is obviously Dave Chappelle. As the taxi driver. He's the taxi driver. He's the one that links them all and is kind of like the narrator, isn't he? That's it, yeah. For some of the lines he comes out with are yeah. brilliant, aren't they? Guess who's, guess who's reloaded, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I must have forgot to smile. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And you are a strong woman. And if I was you, I would pull over with me and celebrate our strength together. What do you think about that, baby? This corner's great. Oh, this corner's right. fantastic for me. Well, let's do that. I know you want to pull over so soon, but I'll tell you what. You want to make slow, passionate love, or should I leave the meter running? Baby, baby. Baby, actually, mm. Mm. Well, let me see. Did I smile? I must not have smiled. That's what it was. What's the uh, what's the uh, his, his ex? He talks about, he tells a story, isn't it? It's supposed to be um like uh, him and his best mate. Him and his best mate, and uh, she, he goes off with the his the, the girl of his dreams, and he follows him into a restaurant. And he's watching him from a distance, which is yeah. creepy. But yeah, he's like, I'm always thinking that should be me, that could be me. And then the geezer chokes on a runner bean or something. <laughs> yeah. Choked on a runner bean. Choked to death on a runner bean. <laughs> Silky hole. <laughs> I wanted his cool back then. I didn't have my throat. Really. <laughs> yeah. Silky hole. <laughs> he's smoking a spliff, isn't he? Like, uh, and Paul Rudd pops up a cigarette. And then, hey, man, you can't smoke that in here. <laughs> smoke one of these. <laughs> he's just like a real cool cat, though, isn't he? Yeah. Well, those two, the two girls get in the cab. And he turns out, he's going to take it easy. As soon as he, I've had quite a bit to drink. <laughs> I'm well intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little intoxicated. <laughs> fucking smashed is what you want. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I remember liking it from when it was on before. Well, I saw it before, but... Um, I think it's that, I think a New the, Year's Eve film. Yeah, all the, characters are, all the characters are likeable. Likeable, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you've got a couple who, you know, oh, they're, they're a, bit, a bit of a moron, but... When you when you look at all the characters, they're all they're all likable in their own sort yeah. of way. I mean, the only one that slightly isn't is Steve Jay Moore. Yeah, but even he really is like he's, you know, he's I mean, funny though. Yeah, he? you'd let him off. He's not. But he's not. He's not. The thing is, that he's almost like unlucky to not be in love, isn't he? Because yeah. 
you find out that he's a I won't even say he's a ladies' man. He pulls a lot of women, sleeps yeah. with a lot of women, but they all fall in love with him. He's like, I don't. He's like, oh, yeah. that's not what I want. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit too soon. So he's, he's not, yeah, he's not a slime ball or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, they're all they're all really good characters, and it's really funny. I mean, even the the Christina Ricci and I'm not sure who the the other no, actress was. Where well, they go to the party, but Christina Ricci is the cousin to Martha Plimpton, and they yeah. they venture off, don't they? Sort of. They, they get lost. They, they get lost looking for the party, and then Affleck and his mate Dave start following. Yeah, and that's how it's all like nicely interlinked, isn't it? That you know, yeah. Casey Affleck then becomes very um, interested in Christina Ricci, and yeah. it doesn't kind of work out. But yet they all go to the party. Then that's where he meets Kate Hudson because yeah. he's just looking for love. She's just looking for love, and it brings all these people yeah. together yeah, in, yeah. like you say, in, in very polar opposite kind of ways. Oh, the, the other funny twist in it is it's a. Uh, Martha Plimpton's party and she's panicking all night about no one turning up and then by the time it kicks off she's passed out and been put into bed. <laughs> she wakes up the next morning, <laughs> don't she? Yeah. And she finds out Elvis Costello was out, played a gig in her apartment and then she finds... His fucking spectacles. And what does she do? She starts licking him, the dirty moon. <laughs> yeah, but they look like they've got some sort of yoghurt or something, don't they? Or is it supposed to be the crab dip? Probably the crab dip. <laughs> oh, God. Does anyone smell this crab dip? Oh, what's in that? Parcel. Do we ever find out what was it? You don't nah, know. You, don't you, know. you think it's drugs, don't you? But you... probably love. It probably just represents love. A bit like <laughs> Pulp Fiction, though, isn't it? Like you. Oh, the soul. The yeah. soul. Yeah. People would think it was gold. Yeah. But maybe the box represents love or romance. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Um, or oh, it's just a big ball of heroin. Big ball of heroin. They're yeah. to give it to Tony. But it's um, it brings them all together. Because I know you prefer this one to Love Actually. Mm. I think that they are two. They're, they're very similar in the sense that they got this, they both got these big ensembles and it all comes this big sort of crescendo at the end. Yeah. Um, but I think both of them give an, all of their characters enough time to breathe and progress. And I think with this one, it's especially so. And I think with this one, you've also got the soundtrack, which Ooh. also um, collates with each character's um, style. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sort of the personality. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's an absolutely brilliant soundtrack. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's 1981 got, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So you've basically got all sorts of genres, haven't you? You've got like a pop, a bit of new romantics. You've got punk, punk in there. Yeah. You know, a bit of rock and that. It's, it's yeah, it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's, <coughs> it's a shame that it hasn't been as recognised as. No, I don't yeah. think it'll ever be up there like Love Actually. But and then to be honest with you, I didn't even make the connection until we were watching it just then, where I thought it's a similar sort of thing. But then, and I thought my attitude towards Love Actually, as we've had in a podcast a few yeah. weeks ago, and then this one similar but I, I do relate more to that because it's more dick and fart jokes in it probably <laughs> yeah but I think maybe, I think maybe it's the demographic um, I, I think you've got with this film it's a much more colourful um, cast in the sense that some of them are, are very cartoonish I mean even <laughs> yeah. like if you look at Paul Rudd on the front cover here he looks like a magician <laughs> a bit like it's that like was it the IT crowd when she goes on a date with the, with the magician it's not a magician but um I mean he tries to learn jokes and he uh tricks but uh yeah I, I think I, mean, I, I do I, I really like Love Actually and you know it, it grew on me this one I think they just you've got yeah I think the, car, the, the characters are just more um there's more of a diverse range in terms of their of their colour and their their attitudes and styles and, styles things, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, I think Love Actually is a very sort of upper middle class type of people. Yeah, most I mean, of them. But that's kind of like certain. Um, um, but yeah, 
I think this, this, this one I thoroughly enjoyed watching it again. Well, I say I get watching it again. I don't really remember watching it the first time. <laughs> but that's not because I didn't like it. It is, it is definitely one of those films that you and I enjoy and we've grown up watching. Definitely, yeah, definitely I'm amongst sure the... I've watched it with you before. Well, yeah, I mean, just it just takes me back to that era when we were watching like early Sandler, Kevin Smith kind of movies. More rats. More rats, Tarantino, you know. That took some great dialogue going on in this film as well. Um, <laughs> be surprised if... Uh, some of those people we just mentioned are actually involved. No, they're not. Um, None of them are producers, are they? No, but maybe they're influenced by. They must have been. Um, but yeah, I mean, what an what an accomplishment to get so many, you know, talented and high profile yeah. actors in on a film like that. Anyway, if you do, I don't know, I don't even know if you'd be able to where you'd find it here. But two hundred cigarettes, great movie. Amazon Prime, I'd imagine, would be the only one I could probably think of. You might find maybe. it on, but. But if it hasn't actually got a UK distribution, you won't get it. Yeah. But yeah, <coughs> very funny, good movie. Diplomatic community. Now, I've been having a little trot around the internet. <laughs> Trotter. Looking for some... Uh, mad or beans. Mad sto Mad <laughs> stories. And here's one for you, Kev. Hold on to your hat, mate. Britain's biggest Yorkshire pudding addict... Is gearing up to feed himself six hundred over Christmas. What? <laughs> he's not uh, doing that in one day, is he? Was he just over the, over the course of what twelve days of Christmas? Hang on, hang on, I'll tell you. Jack Farrar, twenty five from Middlesbrough, boasts to have eaten one hundred and forty six thousand of the breaded bites in his lifetime. He jumps down around twenty a day. He's a twenty a day man. Is he? <laughs> Seven thousand three hundred a year. And his hunger for the roast dinner trimming cost him £50 a month. Bloody hell! Was he sponsored by Aunt Bessie's or something? <laughs> Endorsed by. Self-confessed lad has set himself a huge bag just for the Yuletide season. He will eat a month's worth, about 600 between Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. However, he has one rule. They have to be Aunt Bessie's. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who doesn't eat Yorkshire puddings on Christmas Day is just plain wrong. Yeah. You have a couple, mate. Fucking 600 of the cunts. Jesus Christ. I feel sorry for that poor toilet a few yeah, days later. There's a little picture of him trotting around Asta. He's not as big as I thought he would be. But he only eats them, doesn't he? Is that all he eats? He doesn't eat anything else. I don't know. Does he coat them with something different? Like <coughs> chicken Spunk. gravy, beef gravy, bit of ketchup. He's still quite a big lad. What were you expecting to be the fattest man in the world? Well, I was just thinking of, you know that, um, that big geezer in Blade? <laughs> you know, he looks like well that geese is just a splat <laughs> you just made me think of black adam green and just one other story i found for your delicatious <laughs> could it be true but in my hands i hold a nugget of purest, purest green. green i wouldn't say it's a nugget it's more of a splat isn't it? <laughs> <coughs> here's the headline i found right. man thinks he's found baby jesus in a packet of revels <laughs> Finding the likeness of a well-known historical figures in food appears to be a favourite pastime of many Brits. <laughs> First, there was Boris Johnson's face in a chicken korma. <laughs> then Elvis's silhouette in a pot of McDonald's ketchup. And now we have what seems like a baby Jesus in a bag of rebels. <laughs> Miles Campbell, thirty-eight, was munching on a bag of the assorted chocolates when he felt. A peculiar shape. <laughs> shape, I think that is. Looking inside the bag, there was a chocolate which resembled a wee baby Jesus staring back at him. Now, 
what am I going to do now? <laughs> Share the picture. I'm going to show you the picture of the baby Jesus that you found in a packet of rivers. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking mental. <coughs> oh, damn. Do you reckon someone's done that deliberately? No. I reckon it's just like a sort of a misshapen chocolate that's had a bit off of it and then it's... I mean, it could look like something out of... What was that famous Japanese um, animation director? Manga. No, he did Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. It looks like something out of Spirited Away. <laughs> but I love how he's like, <laughs> baby Jesus. The thing is, though, right, there's nothing that specifies that being Jesus. Jesus, that just no. looks like a baby. Yeah, it could look like any sort of baby. It, what it actually looks like is a shocked, someone shocked face in a pile of shit. Looks like a shit version of uh, Science of the Lambs with the old, what's it called, <laughs> moth? What's, what's the name of the Death moth? Deathhead. Deathhead, yeah. Deathhead moth. Anyway, I'd quite like to see uh, Boris Johnson's face in a chicken korma. I think it's all that way, because wasn't his hair all mad as well, isn't it? I assume so. And uh, just, um, just before we sign off uh, for the new year, I just wanted to just say, in case anyone doesn't realise this. Jeremy Clarkson is a fucking And <laughs> Why is that? you got something as well. Well, no. I just, oh, you just don't like him? Well, it's not that. It's just... <laughs> this has come out today. Um, Hot off the press. Yeah, broadcaster Jeremy Clarkson has said he is horrified after causing so much hurt in a column he wrote in The Sun about the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle. Wait, so he's horrified that he's caused that much hurt and mm. what have you. Right? Do you know what he put in the column? I don't like her. <laughs> no. Hey. He said he can't wait for the day that Meghan is stripped naked and marched through the streets of England with people throwing excrement at her. I'm not a fan, but that's a bit too much. It is a bit too yeah. much, isn't it? I mean, I know he's doing the Game of Thrones things, but it's like, fucking hell. Yeah. Anyway, on Maybe that should... bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that to him. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Uh, they can find us um, at, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And any recommendations or thought suggestions, then send it over to podculturevultures at gmail.com. Don't forget to share, rate, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. Lovely. So until 2023, catch you on the fibbly-flap! Happy New Year, motherfuckers! This is great banter. It really is.